Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thanks for joining me on my drive to work this morning. We have a few Laker games to catch up on. It was a rough weekend for the Lakers. We did get a win last night. Let's jump into all the action. All right, well, the Lakers had a tough weekend of action against both the Thunder and the Trailblazers. We'll start with the Thunder. They played the Thunder on Friday. Some news that came out on Thursday was that LeBron James was dealing with or is dealing with a lower abdominal muscle strain. Something that's like not that serious, but also is just serious enough that he's taking some time off from uh, just some games. So he's sitting out. He's out for, they say like one to two weeks, we think, but I mean, who knows at this point? The Lakers are just trying to play it safe, they say. It's something that they say that if this were the playoffs, it's something he could play through. So it's in that sense, it's not that serious. But the fact that he's missing any time at all makes it makes it serious. So Friday against the Thunder was the first game um, without LeBron since he had come back from his previous ankle injury. Uh, funny enough... He had missed the first game against the Thunder, missed the second game against the Thunder as well. Lakers, in similar fashion to their first loss to the Thunder, had a big lead. They blew that big lead and end up losing by three points. Lakers just can't get it done. They had, I think they were up by as much as 19 points in the game, um, playing without LeBron James, and they just couldn't get it done. Um, Shea Gilgis-Alexander had a big game for the Thunder. Good for him. Um, hit a big three late in the game. Lakers just couldn't get it done down the stretch. They lose the game by three. Um, they gave up a huge fourth quarter to the Thunder. I think it was like they only, the Lakers scored 20 points. Thunder scored 30-something points in the fourth quarter, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, just can't close the game. And this is something that, again, with the Lakers, like I am worried about is their defensive abilities. Like, they, um, you know, the past two seasons, the Lakers have had one of the best defenses in the league. They, if anything, the Lakers always started off slow on the first half, close out the game well in the second half, especially the fourth quarter, and it helps them win games. And they just can't, they just are not showing that same level of ability to close out games from a defensive standpoint. There's no reason the Thunder should have come back and beat them by three points, but it happened, and it's something that the Lakers have to, you know, learn about and move forward from there. So, disappointing loss on Friday against the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, or Thursday, Thursday or Friday. Anyways, tough loss. Just, the Thunder, they've won three games at this point, but at that point, that was only their second win of the season, which just ha- so happens to be the second the second time they beat the Lakers. They have two wins, or they had two wins at that point, two wins, and both were against the Lakers, which is just terrible. It's one of the wor- one of the one of the worst quote unquote teams in in the league this season. Um, but again, Lakers aren't playing at full strength. They have a lot of injuries right now, which is something that we were worried about going into the season with had the age of this team and all that. Uh, playing without LeBron James, it's tough. Early in the season still, though, so we'll figure it out. So we move on to the game against Portland on, I believe this was on Sunday night. No, 
This wasn't on Sunday night. Anyways, we move on to the game against Portland, and the Lakers just absolutely... They were just blown out from start to finish. They had a deficit that got as big as 38 points in the game. It just wasn't It wasn't close from the beginning. I mean, the first quarter, the Lakers only scored, I think, 14 points. Um, they were down by, like, 10-plus in the first quarter early on, and Portland got it to grow, and the Lakers just couldn't get it done. Not even close. They, I mean, to be fair, Anthony Davis left the game early. He only played seven minutes in the game, only recorded two points. Um... Russell Westbrook was just the biggest disappointment in that game. He went, he shot a whopping 7% from the field. He went one for like 13 in the game. He had eight total points. Um, and it just just completely, might as well not have even been there. Uh, just terrible game from him. Um, and overall, like the Lakers just couldn't get anything going offensively. And, you know, it's made, it made me realize something with this Lakers team is it seems like almost they... They, um, it almost seems like the worse they play on offense, the worse they play on defense, which is just kind of ridiculous. But I think it is the case. Like some teams, they use their defense to get better at offense. I think the Lakers use their offense to play better defense, almost, which is a little backwards and a little, a little uh, annoying. But it, it kind of seemed like what happened last or against the Portland Trailblazers, where they just couldn't get anything going offensively. And it's not like the, the Trailblazers played great. Like, I think the Lakers shot 30-something percent from the field. Uh, and so did the Trailblazers. They didn't – they shot better from three. Damian, Damian, Lillard had, Damian Lillard had 25 points, which is good. But, I mean, for Damian Lillard, that's not, like, spectacular. Um, they just – defensive, both defensively and offensively just – had the Lakers played good offensively, they probably could have could have won that game. But, again, they're short, short – Staff missing LeBron James, Anthony Davis leaving early, and then Russell Westbrook just not able to come up and, and play well. So, tough loss against the Trailblazers, um, bringing the Lakers to 5-5 five and five on the season, going into last night's game against the Charlotte Hornets. So, game last night against the Hornets, um, you know, again, playing without LeBron James, Anthony Davis played very well. Carmelo Anthony has come up huge. Um, he played really well. And Russell Westbrook played pretty good. He had a triple-double. Um, recorded seven turnovers, though, which is pretty disappointing, but to be expected with, with Russell Westbrook at this point. Um, and Lakers end up getting the win 126-123 to 123 in overtime. The fact that this game went to overtime was pretty frustrating. I, frustrating. I was pretty frustrated at the end of the game to the point where I was just like kind of over it expecting the Lakers to lose um, the Lakers had a big lead in this game as well surprise surprise it got up to around 15 points I want to say and this was late in the game I mean the Lakers were up by about 11 or so with they're up by yeah like 11 or 13 with three to four minutes to play in the game um, around that three minute mark Lonzo. LaMelo Ball gets fouled. He's going at the free throw line. And there's some chirping, some John. I was watching the game without the sound on when this happened, so I wasn't exactly sure what happened, but I had to go back and check and see. Um, but there's like some some jawing and chirping at the refs. Uh, Carmelo Anthony gets teed up. 
and then Russell Westbrook again I don't I didn't see anything that crazy that happened so I don't understand why he was like so hot-headed at this point and why aside from just the fact that that's just how he is but like um not I didn't see anything egregiously bad necessarily I mean like maybe it was just not a great call but Carmelo had already gotten a tee um once they teed up Carmelo Russell Westbrook started freaking out. They teed up uh, Russell Westbrook. So you have Lamella Ball getting uh, fouled, plus there's two technicals. So I think he ended up getting five free throws. So anyways, it was the game was like 110 to 101 at that point. So at that point, it was a nine-point game, three minutes to go in the game. A point in the game where, like, the Lakers could have had an opportunity to close it out. So, Lamelo gets two free throws. Let's say he makes it a seven-point game. That's still a pretty sizable lead. Three minutes to go. If you're able to keep it cooking on offense, right? Like, you, you get... you. It's a seven-point game. You go down, hit a bucket, make it nine points. Like, you just... You continue to, to go tit-for-tat even at that point, And you, you got the game in the bag, you know? And so... They get two... T- two different technicals on two different players plus the foul Lamelo gets a bunch of free throws it turns it goes from a 101 or a 110 to 101 game to 110 to 106 so it goes from from the potential of being a a seven point game if Lamelo makes his free throws for on like off the original foul it goes from being a seven point game to being a four-point game, and and just with that, the Hornets are right back in it. Now the Lakers played, you know, the Lakers continued to play well offensively down the stretch. They were able to get some buckets, but so did Charlotte, right? Like Plumlee goes down and hits a big jump hook right in Anthony Davis's face in the paint with like 30 seconds to go. Uh, Lakers go down, and that made it like a one-point game at that point. Lakers go down, hit a hit a two three-point game and then at the end of regulation Bridges goes down and well not at the end of regulation but Bridges goes down hits a three to tie the game with a few seconds left Um, Lakers are able to call call a timeout draw up a play and that play is basically just everyone stand around watch Anthony Davis while he jacks up an air ball and I, I I it's an air ball. It was bad. We'll get more on it. Get some more on Anthony Davis later to, to maybe help understand some context with this game with him. But um, it was bad. An air ball to end the game. Lakers go into overtime. Um, in overtime, Lakers end up hitting some clutch shots, fending off the Hornets, and winning one twenty six to one twenty three. So overall, good to get the win, right? Like at this point, when we're losing to team like teams like the Thunder by three points it's good to get a win against anybody right like I'm happy with the win um annoying that it had to go to overtime like the Lakers should have been able to close that out in the fourth quarter um but like I said before with the game against the Thunder last week the Lakers are having trouble closing out closing out games defensive from a defensive standpoint at this point like they can they can get shots Anthony Davis can get shots um Carmelo Anthony's playing really well he can get shots late in the game but being able to stop a team in the fourth quarter get some stops when you need it that's important and 
the Lakers just aren't aren't doing that very well right now. Um, again, defense continues to be the biggest sore on the Lakers team so far, as long, along with injuries. But so more like like I mentioned with Anthony Davis after the game in his in an interview, I think like a post game interview, he mentioned that he actually like threw up at halftime. Um, I think he's been dealing with a stomach bug which had come out whether there was a question whether or not he was going to play I think against Portland and that's why he left early in the game against Portland was due to a stomach bug <coughs> as well as some other um, I think he had like a thumb injury as well on top of that but but yeah he ended up throwing up at I think at halftime or some, at some point in the middle of the game against the against uh, Charlotte last night he he threw up so he definitely was not feeling 100% himself so that's why I feel a little bad berating him on that air ball to, to end the game. But still, like, if you're out there, like, at least hit rim. Come on, man. You know? Come on. But anyways, Lakers get the win, so that's, what, that's what's important. Something else we have to mention was a huge game. I, I kind of mentioned this in passing, but a huge game from Carmelo Anthony last night. Carmelo went 7 for 10 from 3. He hit 7 threes, shot 70% from the three-point line. He had 29 points. Um... He was hidden from everywhere, even, like, you know, he shot, like, 50-something percent, I think, from the field, or maybe it was, like, 49% from the field. Um, he was hitting the mid-range, he was hitting the threes. Uh, he's, he was having a great game last night and really helped keep the Lakers above water when they were struggling at, at times, so um, huge shout-out to Carmelo for coming up. And he's been, he's been coming up super clutch um, so far this season. He's been, you know, aside from LeBron James and Anthony Davis – and at times, Russell Westbrook, Carmelo's been one of the he's been one of the go-to guys on this offense, which is great. It's great to see him coming out and just shooting well, playing well, and uh, and and getting things done for the Lakers offensively that uh, other people aren't doing at this point. So good, good for uh, good for good for Carmelo. Russell Westbrook had a triple double last night. Which is great, good for him. Uh, like I mentioned, had seven turnovers, which is pretty bad. I mean, like it's bad if a team has seven turnovers in a game. So Russell Westbrook with seven turnovers. There was one point last night where he's he has the ball. Lakers are on offense. He's dribbling. He's past half court, but he's like his back is up against the half court line. Um, Charlotte's playing defense up on him. They're playing like close-up defense up on him. Russell Westbrook literally took like two steps. He he went like two steps into the backcourt for one of his turnovers. Refs call backcourt, and he's looking at him like, what? What the heck? What the heck? Like, bro, you went two steps in the backcourt. I don't understand what you're arguing, what you're upset about. Like, I, that's the thing with, with Russell Westbrook is like, I just have zero patience for this guy. Like, these types of mistakes are mistakes that like, happen when you're in fifth grade playing travel ball but I just have zero patience for for these types of mistakes from Russell Westbrook there's other other things he does well like he gets big rebounds he's a hustle player he gets to the ball on defense he grabs rebounds when the Lakers are struggling to get rebounds that's great I'm happy that he does that but you can't do that and then go down on offense as the point guard of the team and dribble and step two steps into the backcourt and cause a turnover. Like, it's just it's just unbelievably bad. Um, 
I'm I'm convinced. I mean, I've never I've never been again, like I mentioned before, I've never been like a huge on the Russell Westbrook train ever since we announced ever since they announced the trade that the Lakers were going to be trading for Russell Westbrook. I was pretty I was pretty upset. I was pretty bummed. I've mentioned this I mentioned this in my last episode too. And I mentioned this in the episode that I did after all the big offseason moves that I am not stoked for this Russell Westbrook uh, addition to the team. I get that LeBron James has this grandiose plan. He He's a smart guy when it comes to basketball. He knows what he's talking about. He knows he has a vision. I don't see it with Russell Westbrook. I don't see it. I mean, like, it's great to have a guy in theory that can attack the basket when LeBron's off the court. He can pair well with Anthony Davis in the same way that LeBron and Anthony LeBron and Anthony Davis pair well if Russell Westbrook is playing good, but he's just so inconsistent. Like it's it's just I don't know. It's tough. I don't I'm not convinced that he is what the Lakers need to win a championship. And I'm not convinced that the Lakers should I'm not convinced the Lakers should hold on to Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook at this point. I don't know who they could I don't know who they wouldn't do this. There's no way they would trade Russell Westbrook after just making a big trade for him. But if I was controlling the team, if this was 2K or something, I would I would make that trade. I don't know who they could get for him. I don't know who would who wants Russell Westbrook on their team because at this point, like, there's more. I feel like there's more negative than positive. I don't know if it's just that, just that the negatives stand out more than the positives do. But I will say he's been. His mid-range jumper has looked a little better. I mean, that being said, he also went 1-for-13 against Portland. So, uh, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, I suppose. But, like, you know, he... The mid-range... He has a a nice little mid-range bank shot that looks pretty good most times. Um, It's just the turnovers, man. The turnovers are tough. I, I am not an NBA player. I talk about the NBA. I talk about the Lakers. It's turnovers and free throws are probably my biggest two biggest pet peeves when it comes to to basketball, especially NBA basketball. Like I get it. You're in high school, even in college, whatever. You make you miss a free throw. You miss free throws. You make some dumb turnovers. I get it. You're at that point in your life. You're in a learning stage true same with the NBA like if you're you're younger in the NBA you're in a learning stage in the same kind of way I get it Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook has been in this league for over a decade at this point like there's no like I mean as humans we're always learning whatever I get it but like for Russell Westbrook he's not in the quote-unquote learning stage anymore you know like he shouldn't be making turn that's just who he is that's just the player he is he flies around he does all this stuff and with that comes dumb plays like turnovers and 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 not being fully aware or being out of place on defense and letting your guy get an open layup or whatever that's like what comes with his level of play but like why can't you i don't know run around and be all that but also be aware of where you are on the court and be aware of what's happening and be aware of where your your man is on defense and all that stuff i don't know it's maybe i'm I guess, like, what's frustrating about it is this Lakers team is a team that has playoff, or not playoff, this team has championship aspirations, and 
again, I know we're early in the season, but I'm just, I am not really seeing it right now with this Lakers team. I am seeing, realistically, I'm seeing a second round exit. They can probably get past the first round, but Russell Westbrook with any meaningful playing time on on a team is not a championship team, in my opinion. So that might be harsh. It might be early in the season to be saying that. But I, we've seen we've seen Russell Westbrook in the playoffs before. We saw him in 2020. The Lakers went up against him in 2020. I mentioned this in my last episode. The Lakers literally keyed on Russell Westbrook, let him shoot wide open threes because he's a liability. He was a liability for the Rockets in that series. So I don't, I'm not sure why the Lakers would be would see that in 2020 and be like, oh yeah, that's the guy that we need. That's the guy we need in our team. And again. I don't know. Maybe it's harsh. Maybe, maybe, maybe it is. He didn't play that bad. He he played pretty good last night against Charlotte. So maybe I'm being harsh. But seven turnovers, man. Come on. I don't know. It's I've just have never been a huge Russell Westbrook fan. But and I I want to like him. I want him to be good. I want him to play well. I want the Lakers to be good. So I'm I'm just using this platform to vent on Russell Westbrook right now. But I do hope that he turns things around and the Lakers play well. I don't want the Lakers to have to trade him or have to limit his playing time or do anything like that. But if it's do that and win a championship or don't do that and lose in the second round of the playoffs, obviously I'm choosing the first option, you know, as anyone should, as any Lakers fan should or as – Rob Palenka should as any, you know, whatever. As LeBron should, you know. So the Lakers have they have a lot there there's a lot of growing pains. Um it's a brand new squad. I mean, there's been a lot of people hating on Frank Vogel for his his rotations, for his lineups that he's chosen to uh, put out there. You know, I understand the frustrations. I understand. I don't understand. I don't know why we would have a starting lineup of LeBron James, DeAndre Jordan, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. That makes zero sense. That's just an awful, that is an awful lineup. I don't know why that would be the starting lineup. Like, just because you promised DeAndre Jordan uh, playing time, like, hell, even, even Russell Westbrook, like, he, like, I don't know, start Wayne Ellington. Like, start people that can hit shots, you know? Like, no one I get that the NBA is like a like there's certain guys in the league that are starters but do what makes sense for the team to win, you know? And a starting lineup of Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis and DeAndre Jordan does does doesn't make sense. It, maybe that made sense back in 2001, right? When like you just wanted to pound people down low and get dunks and you had guys like Shaq and Tim Duncan and all that stuff right like maybe that maybe that lineup makes sense back then but you look at the teams now with like the Warriors who are nine and one by the way playing really well that just space the floor so well have guys that can hit threes have guys that can cut get to the basket you know you have to have a diverse lineup like that and that and again I that starting lineup was like starting off in the season, so I get it. Things 
it's early in the season, but still, like, let's not be dumb, you know? Um, so I get the frustrations with Frank Vogel. I think, to be fair to him, this is a brand new Lakers team. Uh, you know, since he came to the Lakers, he's been working, playing with the same team and for two years, you know, and this is, this is a brand new team. Um, let's not forget he led the Lakers to a championship in 2020, right? Like he was behind that. He'd made, he made the right moves. He started Alex Caruso in game six of the finals. Like he, he did things that he shouldn't have done right. Um, to to put the team in the best position to win games. So I know he's capable of doing it. I know we're early in the season. I know this is a brand new team, so he's feel he's feeling it out just like everyone else is. So my you know my my advice to Lakers Nation on this one is to like let's 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 take a deep breath. Let's let's wait. You know, we're only eleven games into the season. We have seventy game seventy one games left, you know, like I think he'll figure it out. Frank Vogel will figure it out. Um, I think the Lakers as a team will figure things out. But being 6-5, and five, 11 games in, um, currently the seventh seed, you know, if playoffs were to happen right now, which, again, way too early, small sample size, things change. Big things can change, you know. So let's not put the cart before the horse. I think Frank Vogel will figure it out. I think this Lakers team will continue to mesh chemistry will get better we just need to get guys back from injury the injuries are tough you know like LeBron James being out for for at this point he's probably been out for at least half of the games that have been played um cars driving 60 miles per hour on the freeway that's fun um LeBron James has been out for yeah probably close to half the games the Lakers have played um Trevor Ariza still hasn't stepped foot on the court Taylor Horton Tucker hasn't stepped foot on the court. Um, Kendrick Nunn hasn't stepped foot on the court. There's a lot of there's a there's a lot of injury. You know, Anthony Davis has missed some time. Like again, it's a long season. The Lakers are trying to be smart with the injuries. We want to put ourselves in the best position we can be going into the playoffs, which is is a far way from where we are right now. So, but that being said, we still need to take it day by day treat the injuries, get those injuries better so we can get guys back because it does take time to build up that chemistry. It takes time to get guys um, back to where they need to be uh, and just meshing and playing well. And so it's good to have guys like Carmelo, who's new to the team, playing well. It's good to have Anthony Davis. He's been playing He's been playing well. Anthony Davis has been playing well. There's been some frustrating things. His defense is, it's, his defense is good. It's not quite where it was back in 2020, which is is a little disappointing, but it would be great to get it back up to that point. But um, the defense is so-so. But overall, Anthony Davis is playing well. Um, you know, I think he had three blocks last night, maybe five blocks last night. Uh, either way, really, really good from Anthony Davis. So we have guys stepping up and playing well. It's just a matter of being consistent. And again, it all comes down to the two biggest important, the two most important things, in my opinion, in basketball to win games are good defense and limiting turnovers. Now, now that's not anyone that knows basketball. That's not some special thing that I've come up with, right? Like anyone that knows basketball knows, or or should know, that those are those are two of the most important things if you want to win a basketball game. Don't turn the ball over and play good defense because. 
you're keeping by doing that you're keeping the ball out of the opponent's hand. If the ball is not in the opponent's hand, they can't score baskets and they can't they can't beat you. You know, so it, again, nothing nothing extraordinary with that comment, but the two most important things are defense and turnovers in my in my opinion. Um, free throws are another one on top of that. It's just like the fundamentals, the simple things. You know, do the if you can get the simple things done, the hard things will come in time. But at this point, 11 games into the season, those are the things we need to look at. The defense, the turnovers, the free throws, things like things like that. And free throws, I'm always a little disappointed in the free throws. They're never as quite as good as I think they should be, but it is what it is. The turnovers, again, when you have seven turnovers coming from one guy, uh, again, the Lakers, Charlotte had more turnovers. At the end of the day, Charlotte had more turnovers than the Lakers did at the end of that game. Um... That being said, still a little too, little too, too many turnovers for my for my taste. And then again, defensively, letting the Hornets come back um, in the fourth quarter and force overtime is is a disappointing aspect of last night. Now it's good that the Lakers were able to come back and fight back and get and get the win. I'm that's you could call that a moral victory, which it's annoying to have to have moral victories. But when you have a brand new team that's trying to build chemistry and all that stuff, it's good to have those moral victories. So, am I a little frustrated with last night's game? 100%. Am I happy the Lakers got the win? Yes. Do I think the Lakers will figure it out? Yes, I do. I do think they will. But I think that we need we need to get LeBron back. We need to get the guys healthy. We need Russell Westbrook to zero in, focus, uh, limit those turnovers, just be smart offensively. If you're not hitting, if you're not hitting shots, then start passing more. I don't. I'm not. I don't know. Just be be. Find a way to become more consistent. Um, and I think the Lakers will figure it out. It's a long season. At this point, though, with how the Lakers are playing, had this if the season ended today, I would not feel very confident in this Lakers team. So, um, again, dis- disappointing weekend. Good to get the win last night. Just a lot of things to 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 brush up on for the Lakers. You know, got to get the guys healthy. Got to figure out defensively what we're doing, and just got to. I mean, offensively, there's things that need to be fixed. There, you know, there's ball movement that could be better. There's there's screens that could be better. There's just movement in general that could be better. Um, but overall, I wouldn't say that offense is like the Lakers weakest point so I'm fine with where they're at for right now it's good to have the Lakers did get Wayne Ellington back he's come back recently um in the last few games and he's you know last night he shot two for three from the three-point line um which is great you know it's great to get a guy that's shoot like hitting the majority of their their shots I know he only took three shots so hitting two of three it's not a ton but hopefully we can get that up. You know, we can get him with some more playing time. Um, he can he can get those reps. He can hit some more shots and um, kind of get that groove back. And and since he's coming back from injury and all that, so good to have him back and shooting well again. Carmelo shooting the lights out last night, awesome. Um, Anthony Davis playing playing well, and it's good to, good to get the win again against Charlotte. All right, let's talk a little bit about upcoming 
for the Lakers. So the Lakers have four more home games ahead of themselves. Uh, Wednesday night they play the Miami Heat at Staples Center. Um, I think that one's a live televised game on ESPN at 7 p.m. So um, I, to be to be honest, I don't feel super great about that game against Miami. Miami's playing well. They're 7-3. and three. They're currently in second place in the Eastern Conference. So they're they're one of the better teams. They in the offseason they made a move for uh, Kyle Lowry. So they have Jimmy Butler, um, Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo, uh, Tyler Hero, all those same guys. So get a little bit of the 2020 Finals rematch, which will be fun, uh, fun to see back in Stable Center. But again, I don't feel super confident that the Lakers will. They're in a place right now to beat the Miami Heat. The Lakers, to this point, just haven't really beaten a good team. Um, we've lost to Golden State. We lost to Phoenix. Um, we, since then, we've played a lot of just not very good teams. Um, we've lost to those teams. Uh, Portland had been playing well at one point. They kind of like slowed up. Lakers got blown out by them. So, I mean, unless Anthony Davis can just go off, if the Lakers, again, it, if the Lakers can play defense, then that's great. But they don't, I don't see anyone right now that can shut down Jimmy Butler, um, that can keep, you know, Anthony Anthony Davis can keep Bam Adebayo at check defensively. Um, but with how, again, the Heat are a team that space the floor well, right? They have guys that can hit threes, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, um, Kyle Lowry. Uh, you have a big guy that can – be a force inside Bam Adebayo and you have Jimmy Butler who can I mean he's pretty he's lights out from the mid-range that's where he's the most dangerous um he can hit he can hit threes and he just spreads the floor and and can, can facilitate almost kind of like a LeBron type position like the way how the Lakers have him so um yeah I don't feel super confident Wednesday against the Heat I the Lakers they can beat the Heat. I just, with how they're playing, how they've been playing, how they're struggling to teams like, how they're struggling against teams like the Thunder and the Hornets, you know, I just, I'm not super confident going in. My guess, you know, if you like go on the ESPN app, they kind of show you like the win favorability or probability. My guess on Wednesday, that probability will have, it'll be Heat 70%, Lakers 30%. That's how big of underdogs I think the Lakers will be going into Wednesday, Wednesday's game against the Heat. It is what it is. It's early in the season. Lakers aren't playing well. Heat are playing well. So I would love to – again, no, I don't even have to say it, but I'd love to see the Lakers get the win. I think they can get the win. I just don't think they will. Um, and then after that, they have a couple, of, a couple of easier games. They play the Timberwolves and the Spurs before uh, – they have one other game that I'm forgetting, and then they go and they play the Bucks in Milwaukee, which, again, will be another tough game for the Lakers. So hopefully the Lakers can get LeBron back soon. Um, when the news came out last week on Thursday about his injury and that he was going to be out, it, it was saying like one to two weeks. It was never – they didn't give a definitive timeline, and they, they did not give a definitive timeline, and um, – they did make a – the Lakers mentioned that they are going to do whatever they can to um, make sure LeBron is in a place where he is ready 
to be back when he comes back. So they're not going to rush him back or anything like that. So hopefully in this next home stretch he can he can get back and, and get some playing time and and start playing with the team again. But at this point, we don't really know. It's kind of all hearsay. So um, hopefully the Lakers can turn things around. A big win against Miami would be huge to help things turn around for the Lakers, but who knows at this point. So we'll see what happens uh, with the Lakers against Miami and uh, San Antonio and, and Minnesota. Hopefully the Lakers can turn things around, limit those turnovers, play some good defense, and get some wins. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! Go Lakers!